I'm Brad Locke, and you are listening to Prep Rally, a high school sports podcast brought to you by the Daily Journal and djournal.com. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Prep Rally. I should start doing this intro like uh, more my- with a more mysterious voice like that, like it's a crime podcast. It should be like a theme thing throughout the week. Like sometimes it's crime, sometimes it's something, some different genre, whatever we're feeling that week. This week on Prep Rally, <laughs> Boonville murders its opponent. I don't know, something. <laughs> okay, silly, so silly. Brad here with James. That's the other voice you hear. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're here to talk about high school sports, not murder. Or as I like to call it, murder. Uh, we'll be here the next few minutes, if you haven't already checked out of this episode. Uh, what was I doing? It's Wednesday, and that's when we come to you. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, online at preprally.djournal.com. Give us a follow on Twitter at djournalsports. And check out our sponsor, Pizza Doctor, at Midtown Point in Tupelo. Got the sausage today. Got the pepperoni. It's almost gone. Well, the sausage is definitely gone, and there's only two slices of pepperoni left. I don't see them sticking around for the next couple of hours. We'll wrestle for it after the show. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So, we got a little bit to talk about. We got some coaching news to talk about. We got plenty of basketball to talk about, of course. We'll, uh, I'll also have the Athlete of the Week nominees at the end of the, uh, of the, at the, uh, end of the episode. And then uh, we'll have the polls up on Twitter uh, probably by the time you're listening to this. And uh, you can go vote for male and female athletes of the week. So, okay, let's get to the big coaching news of the week first. Uh, of course, we know Chris Chambliss retired uh, from uh, West Point football after a tremendous 18-year uh, run. He won uh, over 200 games with West Point, led them to seven state championships, including the 5A title this past season. And they have hired from within, which is not surprising. Uh, Brett Morgan is the new head coach. He's been there since '09. It's the only place he's coached in high school. Uh, been offensive coordinator since 2015. And, uh, well, if you've seen West Point's offense, which you have, James, very effective. On the surface, it seems like it's simple, but it's not really. It's not. And when you have something that has worked as well as what West Point has had offensively for year after year after year, you don't want to stray too far away from it. And by keeping more, well, more or less keeping him in house and giving him a higher position, you have a much better chance of keeping that momentum going yeah. next year and beyond. Yeah. And especially when you consider that uh, the entire coaching staff is expected to return. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of their thing at West Point is continuity. I mean, uh, Dennis, Dennis Allen was coach for a few years. Uh, and then uh, he hired Chambliss as an assistant. And then Chambliss took over when Allen retired. And now we have uh, Brett Morgan, who's been an assistant for a long time, 14 years. I mean, that's a long time to wait for your first head coaching job. But I think it was worth the wait for him to be able to take over uh, a juggernaut like West Point. And uh, he, he's, it's in his blood. His dad was a coach for a long time at Warren Central. His brother, Josh, now coaches at Warren Central. Um, uh, Brett played football at Mississippi State. I believe Josh did, too. And then Brett was in a, was a GA uh, under uh, Sylvester Croom at MSU for a few years. So I think it's a great hire. 
It's uh, no doubt. Uh, anyway, uh, I had a story on that uh, online at djournal.com. Also was in today's journal, I believe. I'm also doing a column on it because a hire like this, as I say in my column, deserves a few extra words. So, okay, that's the big news. West Point has its man in Brett Morgan. Basketball updates. James, I got up to Boonville last night. Big Region 1-3A go, uh, showdown. Top 10 girls showdown. Boonville and Alcorn Central. And, uh, you know, Alcorn known for playing good, solid defense. So I thought maybe that would allow them to stay in the game. But Boonville, man, they just jumped out early. And uh, Alcorn is not built to come back from an 18-4 deficit after the first quarter. They can shoot the three a little bit, but they've been struggling the last few games to do that. And um, I don't know if you've seen Boonville uh, this year yet, James, but so much talent on that floor. And we got Saniya Cook in the post. There's not much – there just wasn't much Alcorn could do with her. There is it. I did speak with Alcorn Central's coach in the summer league, and yeah. one of the things he said was, "This is going to be a really tough district because they have Boonville, and I'm, if I'm correct, they have Belmont, Belmont. among others." And, and Kalsuth is no, you know, you know, they went to the state tournament, uh, I think semifinals last year, the girls. So, yeah, it's it's a loaded, it's a loaded division there. Um, I mean, Boonville, it's their region title to lose, and uh, certainly made a big statement last night. That was Boonville's. Uh, uh, Division opener, so they're now one and zero. Alcorn Central falls to one and one in division, but uh, Alcorn, uh, like I said, they're they're going to be a tough team to deal with because just because of the way they normally play defense. And uh, I forget if I mentioned the final score, but uh, it was sixty five to forty. Uh, Boonville shot, I think, fifty one percent from the field. Sanaya Cook ended up with twenty seven points. All came either in the paint or at the free throw line. She was ten of fourteen shooting. Uh, she's just so smooth, man. I mean, she can play physical, but she's got really good post moves and uh, was able to spin past some defenders. Uh, and Michael Smith, the head coach, after the game mentioned that a lot of credit for that, besides her natural ability, goes to Chip Johnson, the uh, one of the assistants at Boonville. He, he, he coaches the post players, being a former one himself, and he's done a really good job since Sanaya transferred in. Uh, prior to last season. So, game you had was at South Pontotoc last night, James. Uh, Ingemar and South Pontotoc boys, again, a top 10 matchup. South Pontotoc's been really good. One reason is Pacey Matthews. He had a good game, didn't he? Yep, 26 points, and it was one of those games where it was almost like if he wanted to drive down and get a shot, he was able to do – he would get it. And I believe he had about three three three-point plays – which I which came in the first half, maybe even the first quarter. If I go back and look at it, he just dominated, and I think the rest of the team was able to feed off of that and just continue to not only get a lead but sustain it. Which I caught, talked to Coach Chris Vandiver afterwards and talked about how you know we've built leads all season, but to be able to get it and sustain it is a real sign of growth. So that was really promising yeah. for the Cougars. Yeah, yeah, this kept opening that lead up, and fifty-seven thirty-four was the final. From Ingemar's perspective, uh, I know Jonathan Ashley was not real happy. Um, I mean, I've never seen him happy after a loss. But, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he he's, he's really – it seems like they're trying to figure some things out. They are, and it's uh, 
you would know them a little bit better than I would, but um, they've been a young team for a little bit. But mm-hmm. if you, I, when you talk to him, he doesn't feel like that's an excuse anymore because even if they may be underclassmen, they have enough court time where at least he feels they should be playing better. And right. while there's not a ton of shame in losing on the – you're a 1A school, you're going on the road to a 4A team. Well, a 2A school, but still smaller. 2, 2A school going up against 4A, not a ton to – be upset not a ton yeah I mean that's a really good 4A team and Pacey Matthews is one of the best players in the area probably doesn't get as much attention as a lot of other guys even though he should uh because he's uh, probably averaging 20 plus a game I mean 26 last night you said that's typical for him typical night for him mm-hmm. uh Ingemar, I mean you know you also have the just the expectation that Ingemar puts upon itself that's part of the the reason um that I'm sure uh, Jonathan Ashley feels like they're not playing as they should. I mean, they've got some nice pieces. I love, you know, JoJo Petty, Jack Denton, Brendan, uh, Braden Tillery. A lot of good players. Like like you said, some of them are kind of young, but they've been playing for, you know, you know, at least a couple of years now. So I remember a couple of years ago, Jonathan Ashley was telling me, you know, we're going to be young, but it's going to pay off. So they're still trying to figure some things out, though. Uh, but, uh, again, that's one of those games, not a division game. Maybe learn something from it, and uh, it'll help you in division. Let's talk about the Pontotoc girls. I got to see them on a Saturday at the Tangle on the Trail. They're our number one ranked team. They took on number three Starkville, got the win 67-60, and they got it done without Channing Lane, who is arguably their best player. Channing uh, suffered a concussion the night before, Friday night against West Point. Actually split her head open, had to get some staples put in it. Uh, But she was walking around out of uniform on Saturday and looked fine, just, you know, got that concussion protocol. So they expected her out to be out for like 10 days. Uh, but anyway, even without her, I mean, that team is so talented and has so much depth. It was not uh, really an issue. I mean, Starkville played them tougher than they played them in that two-quarter scrimmage before the season where Pontotoc ran them off the floor. Uh, but Pontotoc from, uh, you know, they had uh, Elena Ball, 16 points. Alexis Gordon off the bench had 16 points. And, you know, you got uh, Lila Cox. you got uh, 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 Corey Grace Ware. You've got – the, the point guards, two really good point guards, Hannah Finley, and then, of course, uh, uh, Jasmine Quaylar, both very good at, uh, you know, they don't necessarily score a lot. Uh, I know Hannah, Hannah can score, but they do a lot of uh, distributing and playing really good defense uh, for Pontotoc. So they got the win, and then they come back Tuesday against Corinth, knocked down 23-pointers, a state record, broke the record that was uh, uh, previously held by Ingemar, Back in 2018, Ingemar made 19 three-pointers, which at that time broke the record of 17, which had been held by Pontotoc. So now Pontotoc has the record back. That's as far as MHSAA schools. Now, uh, the overall record, which you know, including the private schools, MAIS, that is 20. So they share the record of 20 with a couple of private schools. Uh, they were hoping to get to 21, but uh, couldn't quite do it. But they ended up uh, winning that game but in a blowout, 91-32. to 32. I talked to Kyle Hurd today, the coach. Uh, have a little something in the paper on Thursday about it, but uh, they had a dozen three-pointers by halftime, and he was not interested in chasing the record, but his girls were, and also they wanted to get to 100 points. So he was like, okay, fine, but uh, here's the deal. You can shoot only three-pointers, no twos. You shoot a two, coming out of the game. If you want 100 that bad, then just shoot a bunch of threes. So they made four more threes in the third, then he pulled the starters, and the, and the subs made four more to get to 20. <laughs> So uh, they didn't get to 100, but they get, did get the MHSA record. And what's really cool is that last year, Pontotoc's boys uh, set the, the boys' record uh, for three-pointers in a game with 24. 
So now it's uh, Pontotoc, the land of the three-pointer. Warriors three-point land, Pontotoc. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, Pontotoc's uh, girls are just just absolutely rolling along right now. Uh, county tournaments are this week for uh, uh, three different counties in the area. We've already had a few uh, earlier this month. Got the Monroe County Tournament and the Union County Tournament. They both started on Thursday. Prentice County Tournament began on Tuesday. They all wrap up on Saturday. And uh, see, uh, Prentice County Tournament is being played at Northeast and Boonville. Uh, Union County Tournament at East Union. Monroe County Tournament at Smithville. So, uh, a lot of good basketball uh, at those tournaments always is uh, this weekend. So, maybe get out and watch some of that. And uh, let's wrap it up. Athletes of the Week. The nominees this week for Female Athlete of the Week, Ellie Baker of Amory, Elena Ball of Pontotoc, and Saniah Cook of Boonville. Male Athlete nominees, Caden Howell of Saltillo, Ty Ramsey of Belmont, and Braden Shettles of New Albany. So go uh, vote in the Athlete of the Week polls at our Twitter page at Sports. That's all the time we have. Thanks for joining us. Coming to you every Wednesday. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or online at prepperally.djournal.com. And uh, check out our sponsor, Pizza Doctor, at Midtown Point in Tupelo. You can find me on Twitter, at Brad Locke. James is on there, at JS Murphy Media. So, for James and Podgator, didn't forget about you, buddy. Uh, no podcast next week, because I'll be in Mexico, going on a cruise. Y'all enjoy the cold weather while I'm gone. <laughs> See ya.